podcast we are here man we got the big three tonight one of our players are out on the team he is not feeling well he's under the weather so uh we got health and safety protocols cj money bags how you doing tonight i'm good man i'm good tomorrow's friday you know what that means it's almost a weekend college football Bengals back on it's gonna be a good week greg Tough week, Giants losing. <laughs> Couple in. Yo, Mr. Uh, Hot Take, please me. How you doing tonight? The, the Giants may may have lost, and that and, and we'll, we'll, you know I'm, we'll talk about that eventually some other time. But it, it's not that it's not that important, honestly. But Kadarius Tony's a superstar, so I feel all right. Kadarius Tony's a superstar. Kadarius Tony, huge. He was frying up. He was frying up everybody's defensive player of the year. Uh, uh, Trey Diggs, uh, Diggs, what's his name? Hey, Trayvon? You said what was facts, though. He plays super aggressive, and you saw a couple plays that aggression. Kadarius was able to use that on him. A couple just boop, boop, turn to the left. Kadarius Diggs. fried him. When he was covering Kadarius, it did not go well for that, for that man Diggs. It was bad. Anthony was bad. Everybody got a little bit of work from Kadarius. Everybody got a little. I told my my uh my little talk about Kadarius last week was was perfectly timed. I had I thought I could sense him about to break out. I was telling Chris this guy special. He talking about Jamar Chase, Jamar this, Jamar that. All right, and talk about Kadarius. Talk about the talk about listen, listen, listen. I'm all for catches and receptions and yards, but come talk to me when when he he looking at uh Jamar Chase's touchdown numbers. You'll get there. I don't think that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna be. I'm not really worried about that. Hey, that's <laughs> right. Everybody that's done our shout outs to the people that's done the polls, the surveys that we sent through the emails. Everybody got Jamar Chase right now as rookie of the year so far. Of the results that we came got in, so everybody on the same page with Chris. Jamar Chase is rookie of the year at this point. But. I digress because we're going to have that for a whole other episode talking about that, some college football. But the things that were most pressing this week in the sports world, Kyrie, John Gruden. Hmm. Where y'all want to start at, Kyrie or John Gruden? Because both are layered, layered. <laughs> the Kyrie is more fresh. Let's go with the Kyrie to start, and then we'll get to the racism. I like a little. I like, I like, my, I like my racism on the back end. I like my racism as dessert. So we'll get to the racism afterwards. So with Kyrie, so catch everybody up that may just not be aware. 
Nets came out, Nash said, hey, <clears throat> Kyrie gonna be playing half of the games. Sean Marks comes out, as a matter of fact, nah, we're not gonna have him on the team. He's not practicing, he's not playing. Nets also then come out, hey, we're not sending him a contract extension either. Unless he becomes full-time player, he will not be a member of the Nets. We respect his choice to not get the vaccine, but we have a choice also, and we can't have him on the squad. Kyrie goes on IG Live last night explaining his side of it. So after that IG Live and all of the things that have happened thus far, what was your takeaway on Kyrie's IG Live and where things stand right now with him, the Nets, the vaccine, championship aspirations? Where does this all stand at for y'all? Hey, Greg, kick us off. I honestly, nothing would surprise me in terms of what happens next. I, obviously, he's not going to retire. He came out and cleared that up, and everybody was talking about that rumor. Um, so I'm glad he cleared that up because I never thought that was real. I thought that was a BS rumor from the beginning. I, I don't know why a guy in his prime, as great as he is, would ever retire. There's so much more money to make. And I get it. Kyrie's not rational, so it was okay for people to have that thought process. But at the end of the day, he cleared that up yesterday, and that's fine. It's, the, it's about the only thing he cleared up, but he cleared that up. That was the, literally the only thing I took from that I was concrete from his live yesterday. But, um, nah, I mean, the situation now with the Nets, I, I think the Nets have to look, have to at least consider trading him. The contract's been a disaster. You think about the year one of the contract, he was hurt for, I think he was hurt for half the year or a quarter of the year, the year one he came. Year two, he, he's, he's back. He's with KD. Um, he, just, he, just takes a, he just takes a month off, middle of the year, uh, and we don't know why, and he's caught partying. Uh, with no mask on, hype pandemic. Um, and then and then he comes back and gets hurt. He comes back and gets hurt in the playoffs, and it's not his fault. I don't hold the injury against him, but um, that's Giannis's fault. Yeah, that was Giannis. Uh, I don't forgive him for that. But um, fast forward to now, you know, he, he he's talking about how he was promised exemptions about the vaccine, and he was promised that he wasn't going to have to take it, And which, which makes no sense, by the way, which makes no sense. Uh, and I, I have a hard time believing that, but, I, you know, whatever. Um, but he, he says he's promised exemptions, and now he refuses to take the vaccine. He's refusing to take it. Everybody in the league has to take it. Everyone and every walk of life is is being faced with this decision to take the vaccine. Um, this And he's openly going against that right now So and not reporting the work again. So he's proven, if anything, that he's unreliable with this contract, if anything. I mean, I, look – with the Boston stuff, you can say whatever – Boston fans can say whatever they wanted about him. At least he came and played. He was there when he was healthy, right? This is this is crazy. Um, This is this is really crazy. So, I, at this point, a trade would not surprise me. If we can talk about the logistics of a trade, but I don't think that really matters right now. I think what matters is the story it's, itself. Um, But, yeah, I can see him getting traded. It's, it's very likely. Like, the end of this story could be him getting traded – or him deciding to finally get the vaccine, which I think is very, very unlikely because he gave us no inclination that was going to happen yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it sucks just even having to continue to talk about this because we were hopeful, what, a week and a half ago that, I mean, you were 100% on board thinking that, hey, Kyrie, Kyrie's going to get that vaccine. You know, he'll be mm -hmm. back. And, and so was the team, so was the players. And then – that story you, you see what happened over the weekend where um or earlier this week when when they said that he's not going to be a part of the team until you know he complies with with mandates and whatnot 
and and it really sucks thinking about it because I truly think Kyrie's heart's in a good spot, right? And people do paint him out to be a villain like Stephen A. So it's hard to even listen to some of these commentators and uh, reporters talk about him just because uh, – and what what's so disgusting about it is too, half these people haven't even had a conversation with him ever. And, and they're just going off of the, the narrative of him not wanting to get the vaccine that he's a bad guy, and that's totally not true. Um, could he be uneducated about it all? 100%. Um, and I have a hard time bashing Kyrie because I know what he's done for other people, right? We, we've seen him donate to families um, in need. We've seen him uh, buy people things, you know, and, and we know the talent he is on the basketball court. But when it comes to this vaccine and him not wanting to get it, everything that comes out of his mouth is it, kind of hard to believe. It's like your, your reasons for not wanting to get the vaccine are not supported supported by anybody else's thoughts but your own. And, and I get that, that like, hey, it's your body. You don't want to just put random stuff in your body. Cool, I understand that. But have a sit down with a, with a doctor, right, or an expert in this field um, and then go on IG Live and talk about it um, and explain like, hey, this is what I found out through talking about this expert. But, but acting like you're this know-it-all person, which is what he comes off as when, when he uh, ends up speaking or when he, when he comes out and tweets and whatnot, um, he makes it seem like he's a know-it-all without giving his sources. And I think that's what rubs people the wrong way is, hey, we get that it's your body, but like everyone else has done it. Like you got to give us something better than I don't want to get the vaccine. I don't know what's in it type of thing. And maybe he doesn't owe that to anybody. Um, maybe that's just his thought process behind the whole thing. But to go on IG Live yesterday and talk about, uh, hey, no one can hijack my words and things like that. Hear it from me, hear it from the source. Kyrie, you had plenty of opportunities for people to come out here and, and ask you about these things. And what do you say to them? Respect my privacy, right? Respect my privacy. You've had your chance to talk on these platforms. People have tried to hear your side of the story. No one's, no one's trying to paint this picture without hearing from you first. And he's over here talking about, oh, everything's one-sided. Everything's one-sided. It's not. It's really not. Because you've had plenty of chances. He allowed to it out. to become one-sided. He yes, allowed it. Exactly. To yes. Exactly. He was quiet. He let it fester. He let guys like Stephen A. Smith, guys like Shannon Sharp, guys Tear like him Nick apart. Wright. And, and, and by the way, I, I, look, I, I don't, I'm not the biggest Stephen A. Smith fan. The people who listen to this podcast know that. Yo, I don't see what he's saying that's so far left. I don't. I, I, Kyrie does come off looking a, a tad bit stupid in this whole thing. He does. Because you're not giving anyone a reason why. You're not taking the vaccine. And you're going to say it's about privacy. Right. Then... When people create narratives, which is what people do, this is, the, this is the beast, the nature of the beast, the nature of the way the public works, the nature of the way the media works is they create narratives when you don't give them something. When you can't control it, like LeBron's been doing for years with his, with his legacy, with the way he's been looked at, he controls the narrative. He, he, get, he makes sure he talks to people. He makes sure you know his side. He makes sure that you, know his, you hear his words. When you don't do that, they control the narrative. They run with it. That's the way it works. And look, there was some really good reporting done by Shams, Shams, um, Sh I don't know how to say his last name, but Sh you know Shams, everybody knows Shams, Sh Shania, Shania, you see, I, I respect to Shams, but yeah, like, 
they there was some really good reporting on his part where he's talking he he literally verbatim says what Kyrie said last night talking about how I want to be the voice of the voiceless like I'm you know I he, Kyrie was saying I feel for the people who lose their jobs to the mandate he was saying all that like he was he was so a lot of things we've heard a lot of these reports it isn't like they're far off they're they're getting it from Kyrie's people Kyrie is Kyrie he just comes off as really immature and all this. I mean, last night on that live, he had an opportunity at the least to get some clarity and be like, yo, like, I, I don't want to, I, I don't feel comfortable getting the vaccine. Okay, cool. What's going to make you feel comfortable getting the vaccine? Because you said you're not anti-vax, right? So what's going to make, what, I mean, that, that, I would suppose you're open-minded. Okay, cool. What do you have to, what do you have to hear to make you, to make you reconsider your, your, your stance? Are you not open-minded? There was nothing like that. Kyrie spent literally 25 minutes on live last night digging his heels in and basically telling us i'm not this i'm not that don't use me as your poster boy on the republican side of things like donald trump jr and emory posted me ted krugy posted me don't do that right i don't rock with you guys but he's not saying that he's not even he's not even saying that he's just he's being very vague in everything he says he was speaking in circles but that's basically yeah. what he's saying i'm in the middle here okay if you're in the middle that means that you could lean into either way right right that you can lean to the, either way. I'll tell you what I think. There's no such thing as being in the middle. And I think the, the tone and I were talking about this last night. There's no such thing as being in the middle. You can't. When Kyrie made the decision not to get vaccinated, he did pick a side. That's the way this thing works. You did. Like you, you're a public, you're a public, you're the, you're a public celebrity. You're you're a big you're a big deal. Okay. When you make a choice, these kids are gonna follow you. These all these Jersey kids. They're gonna follow you. They're gonna they're gonna rock with everything you're saying. Your word your word is bond. When you make a choice, the the the, the politicians are gonna use you as as a as a as the poster boy. We that's predictable. Either, either way, huh? either, either way. way, yeah. And if you chose a pro vax, then Democrats are waving you around. Like yeah. man, like this is what it is. Now I will say this: it wouldn't be the same with Democrats because the reality is most people are getting vaccinated. 96 percent of the NBA is vaccinated. Okay, like it's like LeBron's. In, in the middle of a political sphere here because he got vaxxed. That's not the way it works. So it was it was less attention for you to get the vaccine. It, it just seems like every choice Kyrie makes is, it's about him. It is. Think about all the guys who came to the Nets to come play with him. Paul Millsap turned down millions of dollars to come play here. He had other offers that had more, more, had more money. Patty, Patty Mills, he had way more money lined up other places. He came here, took way less to play with you, to play with you. You were part of the, you were part of the draw and now you're not coming. It is selfish. It is. Kyrie's done a lot of great stuff, and he has. But that that I can separate that from this very moment because Kyrie makes a lot of decisions about himself. It's always about you. And people are people are I, I've I've been fair. But when he was when he went on a two-week vacation last week last year, I ain't say nothing. I I I was out here defending him. Y'all thought I was Kyrie's attorney. Y'all saying that on the show. But it's it's getting it's ridiculous, yo. Like as a fan, it's you know, as a fan of the team, it hits different. Then maybe for the outside viewer because it's so upsetting. They have a chance to win a championship. The Nets have never won a championship in 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 their franchise's history. A real shot. Kyrie, I, I love the fact that Kyrie came back. Jersey kid coming back to play for his hometown team. Yeah, they're not in New Jersey anymore, but you know what I mean. Like just coming back to those roots. I, Kyrie was easy to root for when he got here. But at what point is enough? Is is enough enough? At what point yeah. is the unprofessional? You know, like at what point, bro? Like and kind of like you said too. Kind of like you said too. The immaturity started last year. Like, it, it's really showing now. Like, it's really, really coming out now. What's that saying about uh, rearing his horse or whatever the case is? Yeah, it's rearing his ugly head. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rearing his ugly head, right? So, 
Um, I mean, that, that two-week vacation last year, the birthday party that he, he missed a game for, right? Um, and then just, just him not wanting to show up. Like, at, at what point are you going to put the team first? The team never comes first. I think the thing, too, that with Kyrie where I can relate to him in this aspect, it really just sounds like the man is trying to still figure things out, man. Mm-hmm. His route, like life in general. So he's going back and forth. And at the end of the day, nobody wants to be viewed as an evil person, as a terrible person. So you're going to, not saying he's lying, but you want to paint out the story where people perceive and accept you in a good light. You can't tell me that Stephen A., Shannon Sharp, everybody that's been talking about the Kyrie situation that it doesn't take a toll on him, especially for somebody that's big on mental health. I know on some level, on some degree, this has affected him and being spewed as he was saying, as like the, the villain and he's being part of this narrative. So on that aspect, on that front, I can get it. I can have empathy with him on that aspect. Yo, he's going through something, right? Now. He's still trying to figure it out. The thing that sucks is he's on a, platform where he's trying to figure life out figure out this whole vaccine situation in front of everybody in the world that's yeah, but you only- know what you, you know what that hold up hold up Greg. you know what though that's that's where Kyrie can take that opportunity and seize the moment and let people know like hey I'm, I'm figuring this out like I'm gonna you know take some time away from the game right now to, to figure this out to consult with doctors and things like that. That's where he can control the narrative so that they're not talking bad about him. Like, hey, Kyrie's not being a distraction. He made the decision to step away from the team so he's not a distraction and figure this out independently. They wouldn't be talking about him if that was the case because he would have controlled the narrative and it wouldn't have come to the the you know GM saying actually Kyrie's not going to be able to practice and play with us. You know, we're, we're going to uh, not have him a part of the team until, you know, he complied with his mandates. It wouldn't have never came to that if he was the one that took those steps to uh, address it. Right. And then uh, take the time to step away and, and figure it out what he wanted to do. I completely agree. Uh, he should have, I mean, we've been in multiple situations and Greg has attested, attested to this. We've been in multiple situations concerning Kyrie was like, he could have handled this better. We, we can see that he's in the right place, that he has a good heart, that he's trying to be the best human being possible that he can be to everybody. The thing is, he just handle everything the right way. He doesn't go about it the right way. And this is where the good heart part kind of gets pushed aside because yes. this decision itself in this specific situation it is selfish, it is team me, and it is like, hey, as much as he said it, he said this has nothing to do with any organization, not the NBA, not a team, not anything with government. This literally is directed towards everything that you're saying is not. And he was talking- It makes no sense. Exactly, he was talking, as the Bible says, he's in a double-minded state right now, bro, like, that whole conversation yesterday, last night, nothing was resolved to me. Nothing was clear cut. Like, all right, this is what I'm standing for. This is what I'm. This and is I why. Like, I don't know what world he lives in where he thinks that yo, I can be in the gray area. 
nothing in this world you can be in the threat. Don't you ever wonder why independence? Do you ever wonder why an independent candidate never wins the election? Because there's no such thing. What, what does that mean? Like you have an opinion. Everyone's biased. Everyone has opinion on something. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as the middle here. And, and that, that's what I'm saying about this. If Kyrie had come on the live and said, you know what? I have a problem with the government, the, the government's control here. I have a problem with that. No, that's valid. I understand. Listen, I can understand that. There's a real question here about, the, about ethics behind the government being able to tell you what you can and what, to, what you can and can't put in your body. But what I will say is that's what that's the government's function. Like, that's the government's function, right? In situations like this, they're there to protect you. So if we can't listen to the government, then we are screwed. Like, you know what I mean? So even then there's holes in it, but at least you would have a reason. You know what I'm saying? At least you'd have, like, at least you have a logical reason why he's doing this. Fine. He didn't say anything. Kyrie said nothing yesterday. Like, nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all besides, you know, you guys are talking about me. You guys are saying things you wouldn't say to my face. Blah, blah, blah. You know, this Kai said this. Kai said that. I'm so tired of this Kai thing. It's Kyrie. What are we talking about, man? Like, yo, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's really ridiculous. He sounds crazy. He sounds crazy, bro. I, I like, I, I don't even know what, I seriously don't know what's next. Like, I don't know what's next because he hasn't laid out any steps. Like, they, we, they don't know he's getting vaccinated. And that's clearly don't know. Steve, Steve Nash tonight shut down questions about Kyrie. He got pretty irritated because they kept asking. And he was just like, hey, I'm not talking about Kyrie anymore. Like, he's not here. The, you, the Nets are pissed. He's, he's pissed off the Nets. That's hard to do. That's really hard to do. Like, I don't think people understand. He, they rolled out the red carpet for him. He screwed something up. I mean, like, really? Like, they're not going give, to give him the contract anymore? The long-term deal's off the table? Like, this is getting ugly. Like, this is, this is the beginning of a really tough thing for him because teams can't rely on you. Like, I can't count on you to come to work. Bro, like, like, what are we talking about? Even if, you, even if you're going to say you're not vaccinated, that's one thing. But you have to give some line of reasoning. You have to give some line of, of just next steps. Like, yo, okay, what's it going to take? What, do I, what am I doing to learn more? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Because who is he listening to? You right. speak about the vaccine. Who are you listening to, Kyrie? Who? who, who? If, you, if you aren't listening to the doctors... That, that, that created your Tylenol, your, your Robitussin, all things you take when you're sick, the things you keep in your cabinet, the things you give to your kid. But you, he's going to get his newborn vaccinated. He has to. He has to get the, the newborn he just had. is going to have to get vaccinated against certain things, right? Measles, all that, right? So if you're willing to listen to them about that, but not this, tell me how that makes any sense. Just, just un, I, help me understand. And it's so many people like Kyrie. It's not just Kyrie. I'm seeing all types of crazy misinformation out there and it's dangerous. And this is where misinformation can really hurt somebody. I mean, wasn't Kyrie out there the one liking these tweets about the Moderna chip? I hear out here to get black people in a supercomputer and all this. But Kyrie want to be the voice. He want to talk about use logic yesterday. And he likes stuff like that. He's irresponsible. You got a following, man. Like, that's that's wildly irresponsible. You have a lot of power. You don't even realize how much power you have. And you out here just, just misleading the youth. Like, misleading people. Yeah. Man, that's Chris said this is like he comes off and he wants to sound as if he's the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And it's okay if you're not, bro. That's what I'm saying. No one is. I'm not. Like, no one is. No one's that no one's the smartest person in the room. You know who's you know who's smart? People like Fauci and them, like the scientists, people doing the clinical trials. People that are doing the work. They're doing the work. They're doing the clinical trials. The people that are telling you COVID-19 has been around forever and we've been working on this. 
okay, and now we have to come with a resolution quickly so people stop dying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't make any sense. And you know, most people who get in the vaccine are in the hospital. So where are you getting information from? Like where? Because I don't understand what the line is. What, what is he? What is he listening to? What's creating the fear? Don't tell me what is about being black. The white man get hey, go to the whitest area in New Jersey and go get the. That's what I did. I got in line with the white man and got vaccinated. So bro, I went to Long Valley. <laughs> you know where Long Valley is? Yes, bro. Yes. Go go go. Don't tell me about the race. Don't talk to me about that. That's BS. Because you know why? Because black people were disproportionately affected by COVID because they had to go to work. It's, it's an issue of class. It's an issue of race. They had to go to work when, 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 when COVID, was, COVID hit the fan. They had no choice. They couldn't work from home like their white counterparts could. So they were getting it. They were getting it worse and they still are. And, and, and so what are we talking about? Like, don't, don't give me the race stuff. Don't do that. Like, don't do that. Cause you're just, you're just twisting it. He, he's fake Martin Luther King, get out of here. And he's not the only one, too, that's playing both sides. You got Dre. We heard what Draymond said, playing both sides in that regard. LeBron, LeBron low-key gave a weak, weak little comment, too. LeBron did, LeBron too. Was LeBron, he co-signed what Draymond said. It's, they're all, it's a lot of them that are actually, we even saw Marbury, for, what, for example, got one alive and was like, I stand with you. There's a lot of people that stand with him. And the thought of, you know, the whole conversation of, my choice, my body. That's fine. If that's what we want to go with, my choice, my body, then just know your employer has a choice. And we not we're not doing this. We're not we're, doing it. Period. And the thing that's confusing with everything that came about, he says he's not retiring. Okay. Then are you going to play for a different team? I know they said. He doesn't want to get traded. I don't think he wants to get traded. But in what world does it make sense? New York City has a law that you have to have, not even both shots, just one of the shots. That law isn't suddenly going to change nope. for Kyrie. So how in the world are you playing again? He said, hey, I'm going to stay ready. So when my time comes, I'll be ready to ball up and coming, do what bro. I do. When and how, not in a Nets jersey, it's no way possible it could be in a Nets jersey. You want to bring, no back, Tone, you wanna bring, bring back to sports real quick? If you want to take it back to sports, the Nets are trying to play for a championship. Having Kyrie in his house in South Orange makes no sense for them. You're not helping us. It's a business now, so now I got to trade you and flip you for assets, and you can go play somewhere else where you can actually play because there's no mandates, and we're going to bring people here who want to get who, who have the vaccine who can help us win the chip. It, it's, it's business now. Like, so let me ask like you all we want. Where where would be his options to play? What 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 states and and uh, teams don't have that that mandate in effect? Because even even if he L- does L A, L A has a mandate. New York has a mandate. Two coasts have it. I, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think those are it. I think those are it. They have the strictest mandates. It right. Could, he could go to he could go to Philly. He could go to Philly. He can go to D C. He can go to he can go to any Houston. He just wouldn't be able to play in those New York L A games. Huh. Nope. That's the he only one. Wouldn't be able to play in those New York and LA games if they're at those locations. I think the away team doesn't doesn't uh have to. It's really weird. The away team has a different set of rules. They, well, they, that, that makes no sense. Yes, yeah, that, that's. I think that may be the thing he's pointing to, where he's saying it's not fair. The, the away team, like if Brad Bill's not Brad Bill's another anti-vaxxer guy. <laughs> he, he's gonna come to town and play the Nets with no problem. I believe that's the, the law, way it works. The law is basically if you're a resident. In if the you're state, a resident, yeah, like you're, with, you're yeah. Resident, but, but before people poke holes in this in this mandate, 
Think about how condensed New York City is. If if people if they didn't have this rule and people could be in there unvaccinated, hugging up on each other, eating corn dogs, drinking out the same beers, yo, it would be a, a, a mayhem. It'd be mayhem, bro. Like everyone would get sick. Everyone would get the COVID again. So you have to have this, man. It actually makes a lot of sense. New York is very, you know, most places aren't like New York where you live like sardines. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, taking the subways again, you know, subway disgusting. So you just, <laughs> that, that, you know, seriously, bro. Like, Greg Anti New York. <laughs> oh, subway disgusting. Subway disgusting. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in New York real soon. Thanks to Ariana, but that's a whole different conversation. The point is that's, that's, that matters, right? Like that this rule is, is, is there for a reason. It makes sense scientifically. It's backed. You need it in New York. You really do. You really do. It's necessary. So it is stupid that the opposing teams don't have to be back to come in. That's dumb. I think LA is more straight. I think LA, you cannot play there. Even if you like, if you're the away team, I think if you don't, if you're not back, on the away team, you're not playing. Yeah. I know out of all the, Teams in Cali, San Francisco had had the strictest. So, San Fran, they actually was one of the uh, first cities that was actually doing like research because we got on it after China went through it. Mm-hmm. San Fran, as soon as China was going through it, San Fran, they said there was a lot of uh, researchers and everybody over there already on it. So, San Fran was one of the first cities to be on it and taking it serious. So, they're not playing no games at all when it comes to COVID out there, there's no gray area. Not There's no gray area in, in life. There's not anything, major decisions where you could be a part of the gray area where you're in the middle playing both sides of the fence. The Bible says it, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. It's that simple. With John Gruden, we have some players that are in the gray. Some former players have been caping for John Gruen, that he's not racist, that he is not what everybody is saying. He came out, and I'll break down the timeline for everybody if you are not aware. Reports came out from an email, which is coming from an investigation dealing with the Washington football team and their toxic situation of how they were treating their employees, which that's a whole nother discussion, a whole nother episode because now they're trying, after this, they're trying to get all the emails released because the Lord only knows what else was being said with these Washington football team employees at the time. John Gruen called DeMar Smith that he had Michelin tires for lips. Nothing really happened. It came out, oh my gosh, why would he say that? DeMar Smith put out a statement John Gruen still had his job. Comes out more emails that he called Roger Goodell um, derogatory term towards the LGBTQT community. He used other slurs in there that was disrespectful to that community. Then John Gruen decided to resign, which I just find interesting. If this was Mike Tomlin, for example, it would be fired, not resign. You don't get the option to resign. I'm gonna start it off in this regard and I'll just say this, and I've told listeners this before. If y'all try to cancel me, go for it. Ain't nothing to cancel, my boy. I ain't blow up fully yet. Y'all can wait like two, three years whenever God says, boom, tone is out. 
But right now, ain't nothing for y'all to cancel. I, I sleep great regardless. The NFL and the world does not still give a rat's behind about Black lives. This man said, granted, it wasn't something OD, crazy, racist. It was really something like you would hear back in the day that we're still talking about lip size. Like, dad, y'all, are y'all mad? Because y'all definitely do be trying to get these surgeries to have bigger lips just like us. But Michelin tires, which again, that's the best you got? Like Michelin tires, my lips are big. Okay, and what? Nothing happens to John Gruden. There's no big uproar. There's some people that say stuff, you know, they have it on ESPN, they talking about it. Oh yeah, you got players coming out, caping his former players, Charles Woodson and all of them. Nah, he's not racist. Oh, when he said this, he was talking about lips because he's a liar. He was really calling Demora Smith a liar. Man has his job. Now he says stuff about LGBTQT community that offends them that upsets them, that are terms that are not okay to be used now. Now the man has to resign. The black, the black aspect of this wasn't enough for there to be a punishment. Nothing happened. He wasn't fined. They didn't tell him, oh, he can't coach next week. Mm-hmm. Over oh, to a further investigation of should he even be in the NFL anymore? Nothing happened. But if we do something to offend the LGBTQT community, oh my Lord, that's the end of the world. And Dave Chappelle said it best, a black man could get killed. And we are, yeah, he got killed, cool. We'll do a little march or something. But if you offend, not even commit a crime, if you offend the LGBTQT community, here comes cancel culture. I just want to put that out there. Set the table is that we could talk whatever else about John Gruden in the career and what happened with the Raiders and whatnot. And should he have been taken out of the ring of honor in Tampa Bay? All that cool. We could talk about that. I just want to put that out there. How the NFL, I don't care if y'all still got it on the helmets and y'all still talking about Black Lives Matter and y'all care. Y'all don't. The NFL don't. The world don't. Y'all don't really care about Black people. It's performative. Is what's most popular. And at the end of the day, y'all still only care about the bread. What's going to hurt the bottom line more? Black lives? LGBTQT lives. Black lives is lower. So we're going to care more about this community, even though 90% of your league is African-American. True, you hit the nail on the head. He, he, he did. He did. And, and yo, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Um, I I he offended everybody. He offended. He he no really. He he did. He, he did a full sweep of offending everybody. Okay, like he really did. Um, it, but the reality is, the reality is that it, the way that the way this the sequential order of how this all happened is all me- is all messed up because off of the strength of what he said about Demore Smith alone. And yes, it was a childish old trope from the 50s and 60s. You don't really hear people saying that anymore. It's not a joke you hear anymore. It, it's very racist. And, and 
to be quite honest, it's it's very it's, it's very racist. No matter what, it's it's very racist either way. No matter how you look at it, um, when he when he said that, that should have did him in. That should have had him. He should have been fired on the spot. And honestly, look, I I hear the, I heard some logic from Stephen A. Smith about this, where they said they didn't want to fire him because they didn't want to pay him anymore. They wanted him to resign so they didn't have to pay him. I think that's the that was the logic. Okay, cool, because he was locked into a ten year deal. I understand. Whatever. Fine, fine. He he says that they go out and play the Bears the next week, a team that the Raiders have been rolling. I mean, the Raiders have been playing good football all year. They lose 20 to 9. Defense plays like crap. They all play like crap. They come out flat. You're right. Like you you think those players in the locker room was rocking with him? Like at all? Like it, it's it was it was already in their heads. It was already in that you, you coach. In a league that is 95% black. I mean, it's, a, it's an insane number. You, you're coaching black men primarily if you're a coach in the NFL. That's who you, you're leading. And when that comes out, of course, everybody looking at you sideways. The reality is, and I think Rosenberg said it best, and I already posted this on my story. Pete Rosenberg from Hot 97, he said, it, it is, it's hard for black people to trust white, white people. It is. You always go into, into, that, into that relationship with some level of trepidation. It's just the truth. It's just, and it's because of that. And it's not because you believe that every white person says it. It's because you think that there's a chance. There's a chance. You just don't know. Like, you got to feel it out. You Tell me I'm lying. You got to feel it out. Like, you just don't Girl. know. Like, you really don't. Like, people be smiling in your face. All that Acting stuff. Acting like they care about you. Act like you me. care about you. Yes. Talking about Black Lives Matter. Posting Black Squares. All that. And they say stuff like that behind closed doors. So it is very hard for Black Americans, Black Americans to trust white people for reasons like this, for things, for things of this nature that happen. So I, it's really messed up the way it all, because what it does is now it turns into the struggle Olympics. Now you got Black people feeling some type of way, and I, and I am one of them, uh, about the fact that he wasn't fired off that, off the strength of him saying those comments alone. And then it, it, it almost makes it, turn into this thing where you're like it, it sounds like black people are, are against the cause for ld uh, lgbtq community and that's not the case it's not the case at all but let's let's be honest right let's be honest why is it that he got fired after they found out he said the homophobic things he said why because he had offended white people he had because white people are in that community white people are not in the black community Right. Like that's the, they, the sad truth is we don't got that kind of pull. So if we get offended, if something happens to us. Be damned, whatever. It happens all the time. It, literally, the NFL is going to be like the NFL close that were closely monitoring it after they heard the Morris Smith comments. So they weren't going to do anything. They you, were know just like, whatever. you know, why because there's no black male representation in the power ranks when it comes to the NFL. Oh, 100%. Everything is ran by the white man. Well, well facts, 100%. But I do think this is a life, a greater life issue, too. I, you know, sure. like, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, and, you know, I think you're making the same point I am when the sense that, yeah, we don't we don't have that kind of pull. There's no one in power. There's no black There's no, there's no one power. advocating for us at that level. No, but that's life. That's life. Things are 10 times harder for us than it is for anybody else. Right. That's the reality. Things are 10 times harder for the black man than anybody else for the black woman. For the black woman is 20 times harder than it is for anybody else. Like, that's the game. That's that's what we're doing here. That's what we're playing. 
We're playing, but we're playing with with our arms tied behind our back. Everybody else is is out here free and roaming around. That's that's reality. Like it's just a different level. It's a different level of of just oppression you're dealing with, and it is oppression. Yeah, and I think it's important to make this known too. We're not trying to say that that Facts. you know, we're not trying to say that like we're perfect, right? Because we're 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 absolutely not. Um, but I'm definitely not giving John Gruden the pass because when when you're at the position that you're in and you're in charge essentially of of leading uh, African American men and and you know white athletes and, and white men and whatever the case uh, may be and and you're saying that you support them right for example Carl Nassib when he came out um, as gay last summer I believe uh, before the season uh, and John Gruden you know sits up there and says hey I support this man I'm proud of him uh, representation matters right. And then you over here behind closed doors sending emails calling people queers and, and making homophobic comments. The F word. Calling the commissioner the F word. The fakest of the fake. Yeah. The fakest of the fake. So, but that's so don't, that, that's don't, evil. Yeah, that's, that's evil. Don't, don't that's sit up evil. on the podium too when, when it's time to resign talking about, I never meant to hurt anybody. You never meant to get caught. There's a huge, huge difference, and 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 people people love to to say like, and even even Derek Carr, man, what he said, love the man, hate the sin. Like I get that too. Um, That's BS. That was a BS. That was a BS statement, Derek yes. Carr. Yes. Man, don't yes. come with me with that, yo. They're gonna get me tight, bro. I, we're gonna have a conversation we're not supposed to have on this podcast because I, I I can take it places we're not supposed to go. That got me. That made my blood boil this morning. I saw that. That was stupid. That was stupid. I think he copped All out spade spade. because he copped out with that because he, he tried to play the religion card in that regard because that's the scripture. Right. But the thing that's with with that where I, it annoys me, you're using it in a sense to not call him out for what he did. Thank you. Jesus never meant it in that sense. Like, oh, yeah, love the person, hate the sin. So within hating the sin, you call it out. though. Nah, what he did was wrong. This ain't right. Boom, boom, boom. Not. Love the man. It's probably the wrong time to be telling me you love John Gruden. How about that? How about that? Mm. It's probably the wrong time to be telling me you love John Gruden. That's a fact. For real. If that's the first thing you chose to do, if the first thing you chose to do when you stood in that podium when they asked you about John Gruden's going, oh, I love the man. That's the first thing you say? Derek, I got questions about you. Derek, I I got questions about you. Because why? Why is it that that doesn't infuriate you? See, this is the problem. This is the problem. We all are so self-absorbed. We really are. You see, black things happen to black people. Racist things happen. Your white counterpart doesn't give a damn. It's like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect, I see this happen too much. It's a white thing, bro. It's being self-absorbed too, but it's also like, Derek Carr tiptoeing around the situation. He don't want to be in, in, in the mix of that controversy. He's he, 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 you he are a leader of black men as a QB in the NFL. You lead a black franchise. You are yes. the face of a black franchise. Black it, so you can't you can't take a soft stance on something like this. You got to be like, yo, that was racist. Period. Yes. And I don't I don't I don't there, condone anything there, he said. There is no gray area. Thank you. We that's the name of the podcast. No gray area. You cannot be in the middle in life. Kids, people who listen to this podcast, there is no such thing as being neutral. Everyone has natural biases. We all have opinions on stuff. Everyone does. If I ask you about anything, you have an opinion. 
Derek Carr, by saying what he said, chose a side. He doesn't even realize it. He chose a side. He can say whatever he wants. He chose a side. Coming on holier than thou. All right, get out of here, Virgin Mary. Don't play with me. <laughs> you came out here and chose a side. You chose a side, okay? So I got questions about you now. I'm looking at you crazy. If I'm a locker room, if I'm Darren Waller, I'm looking at you like, all right, like, what's wrong with you? Like, what you mean? Like, you didn't, you didn't have our back out there. He had that? John Gruden's back. That was his first thought. You had John, had John back. Gruden's back. I love the man. This is the wrong time. I don't care. Your kids, your kids get asked about it. Wrong time. It's the wrong time to be like, I love the man. Like, no, no, this ain't Urban Meyer. Or, okay, Urban Meyer, who's probably racist too. Urban Meyer, <laughs> <laughs> Urban Meyer's out there with a girl lap dancing on him. He, he committing adultery. Fine. You want to be like, love the man, hate the sin? That's different. Whatever. Whatever. But, and, I, and I said what I said about Urban Meyer because don't think that John Gruden is the only racist person to do in the NFL. I am, I, the NFL leadership has got, it's got to be 70% of these races. I'm sorry. This is a racist league. It's a racist league. People give hockey a hard drive about it. Hockey, hockey's racist. Hockey's very racist. Hockey's racist and they know they're racist. And the NFL's racist, they're trying to hide it. They are, there are so many people in leadership in the NFL that are racist. Dan Snyder's emails didn't even come out yet in that investigation. We only got a corner of it. Could you imagine what they were saying? And they were saying that CEOs were involved of big time companies were involved in these emails. So, bro, I don't I, look. Yo, the thing that the thing that's crazy about it too, right? These are big time people that we review: CEOs, owners of the teams, companies involved. Y'all felt comfortable to have these conversations and emails. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't had this in, you know, y'all had this on a phone call, private conversations. Y'all had a burner phone and y'all was trying to hide it. Y'all had these in emails, just regular, regular old emails. Because y'all thought y'all yeah. was untouchable. Because that's, 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 what, that's what being white in America is, be feeling untouchable. Ain't nothing y'all can really do that's going to affect me or take my job away. Yada, yada, yada. And by the way, me calling Urban Meyer racist too is because, hey, he tried to hire the racist strength coach. Coach, it's, it's all one same thing. Boys you, club. You, you have facts there to, to back that up. Come on now. I ain't just calling racist for no reason. He, 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 if that's his boy, right? The guy who is calling people all types of, calling black people all types of crazy names. The, the strength coach back in school abusing these kids, these black guys, these black, these black kids. So don't, like, come on. Like, open it up. Open up your eyes, guys. Like, it's, it's hard to watch football out here. And don't think the NFL. So the NFL gave Cap the settlement. Right? Why? Because if they dug into those emails, Cap was about to Cap was about to tear this whole thing open. Cap would have torn this whole thing wide open with that with that lawsuit. Period. Like that's what it is. So, uh, man, <laughs> this whole situation crazy, bro. It's crazy. Uh, I don't think he realizes too with him. Derek Carr answering the way that he answered. Charles Woodson answering the way that he answered. Uh, Jacobs answering the way that he answered. Who else played for him? I think the only person that really called him out was Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn didn't like him. The thing that y'all are associating yourselves with is Jerry Jones, who this man, when he has no problem talking in front of Mike, he has no problem saying his opinion. When it asked, would you have fired John Gruen? Jerry Jones of the four and one Cowboys said no comment. This is who y'all are. We've been Ronnie. on that. We've been oh, no. on, we, we've been on Jerry Jones on that BS. Let's think about this. 
that's what we align with. And you don't see yep. where that's a problem. Even again, all the black former players I mentioned that are caping for this guy. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Okay. That's just the reality is too many white people do not care about black issues. Too many people in general that are not black don't care about black issues. They don't care. They don't I'm care. About, I'm concerned about the black people that's not calling it. Like, all right, this might he might have been the, the greatest white guy to you at the time, but you don't you can't put that aside and realize, yo, he might have been putting on a show for me. He might. Right. Why are we coming out defending him when we have evidence right here of who this man really is? Just because the person was hiding who their true identity was does not mean that's not who they are. Nobody thought Aaron Hernandez was a murderer. Right. Nobody. They all they all say they love him. Whenever you hear guys who knew him talk about him, it's oh, I loved Aaron. He was a great guy. I didn't know. You would never would have known. So people don't lie every day, B. People don't lie every day. It, it, like really, like now he's in, now we're incapable of being able to sniff out the our BS meters are all broken now when it comes to this. Only when it comes to this, our BS meters are broken, right? But y'all, y'all know when someone's cheating on you, though. Y'all know when someone's lying. You, you know, you'll you'll be the first one to confront your girl. But you, you can't tell. But now all of a sudden, your BS meter broken because what? Because it's racism. All oh, racism. Oh, I step the other way. Yo, get out of here. It, it's I'm telling you, it's just it's just this it's just this really evil way the world treats black folk. It's just this really evil way things break down for black people. That's the reality of it. And this is a perfect example of that. And again, I want to reiterate that when we talk about how it's upsetting that they did nothing until the homophobic comments came out, it is not because we don't stand with, with people in the injustice that other people with other people that in the injustice that they face. It's not because of that. It's just to, it's just to point it out. Like, hello, like it's clear. Like it's not, it's not. It's not hard. Like you can see that in the minute a white person potentially could be offended, that's when something happened. That's when things move. But when it was black people, no one cared. That's the, that's that's the point. What are y'all thoughts on how TV networks put black people in a situation to talk about these things? And often mm-hmm. enough, there aren't white people there to talk about it. So the Rachel mm-hmm. Nichols Rachel Nichols issue. They had you know Richard Jefferson and on Kendrick Perkins, but there was nobody there that can speak on the issues from a different race that would be like, you know what, this was wrong. You know what, this is how I view it. You're giving them a pass because you know it'll make them feel uncomfortable when they need to be the ones on the podium too, answering those questions as to why do you think that happened? Because you'd hear a lot of people look dumb when they try to speak on that issue. Because again- why? But why? That's my thing. Like, why is there because this? that's not where their mindset is, and that's not what they care about. Like you said, I, and I agree, and I and I, I know this. I've said it, but like, no, I know. But I, I'm saying why is like a hyper as a, as like a what's the hypothetical question? Like, just you know, like why they'll get up why there. Why is it that white people are assumed to not be able to speak about these conversations? Why is it right. white people are first? It's their first reaction to call a black person to speak about it. Why can't you guys speak about it? Are you not human? Are you not able to empathize with someone Education. else other than themselves? They're not educated enough. Or they that, are. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. You don't need education. I can grab anyone. I can grab a five-year-old who will speak on an issue of race. If they heard what, what John Gruden said, they'd be like, that's mean. That's messed up. They will use 
a fifth grade vocabulary and tell me it's horrible. And they will, it's, you, I don't want to hear that. It's not about, it's not about education. It's not about what's up here. It's about what's in here. It's in your heart. What's there that we got to start asking that question. Why are you, why do you feel like you're not fit to speak about this? Why do I need Booger McFarland and not Adam Schefter to say something? What Adam, why are you not saying what, why Adam, why are you just reporting? Tell me about it. What, tell me about how this makes you feel, man. Like Steve Young, for real, don't, don't BS me. Don't give me that BYU nonsense. Talk to me about why this, this, this is horrible. How do you feel after reading those comments? Does it really make you mad? Like, for, we gotta start figuring. We gotta start figuring this out. Like you said, it's, it's here. a heart. It's, it's a your heart. heart. It's, it's not your heart. Head. It's not an educational thing. Don't talk to me about that. That don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. And I'm not, I'm not coming at you like that. But you see what I'm saying? Because no, because, yeah, I know. Because they'll they'll say that too. Like they'll tell me that. Like I'll hear that, that. That's what I'm saying. They'll use that as a pawn. Like like I'm not educated enough to talk on this, right? If you if you put them on and you, you start asking them questions about it, like, oh, I don't know, because they'll say I don't experience that. But it's just, it's not that you don't experience it. You don't care enough to to tap into other people's experiences and to learn about what was really going on. Well, Monty Jones pointed out that it was really important. They had the Sunday night show. It was Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico, I believe. Drew Brees is a part of that cast. They did a two-man shot for that. Drew Brees wasn't a part of that conversation. Come on, son. When we was talk- last year on the, on the issues with uh, when he was talking about um, the flag and everything like that, and the, the flag and, and kneeling during the national anthem, and yeah. then he his his teammate took shots at him. And Malcolm J- and Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins famously yeah. told him to shut they they didn't want they didn't want they didn't want to give him the chance to to ruin the whole <laughs> ruin the whole uh, show. But I think he should have been there, and I don't know. I could be wrong, and obviously I'm not in that situation where I gotta think about money and family, but it's not often that I hear though, when these situations happen and they have the Tony Dungy's of the world, they have the Booger McFarland's of the world, speak up on the issues and they keep it a stack. I feel it's real beat around the bush. I feel it's real, we still support the person and they made a mistake. It's never really, let's call it what it is. It's racist, it's really, it always just seems like it's always, you know, let's coddle the situation. Let's not really go too deep into it. And they choose the right ones to talk about it too. It's not like they have, for example, obviously he doesn't do sports, but they would never have Dave Chappelle on and be like, all right, what you think about the John Gruden thing? Mm-hmm. Now, airwaves, they don't choose people like that. It's for so it. true. It's so true. You hate the black people you think are going to give you the safe take. And I can say nothing that's, that's too true. It's, it's, you, you, you think Mike Tirico kept the stack? What? Mike Tirico kept that joke safe. Mike Tirico, yeah, you know, I, he I, wasn't I, about to. I didn't think he Mike was not about to compromise his bread, bro. Yeah, I, I didn't that's, think he kept the stack. They might as well bought Sage Steel up there. They might as well bought Sage Steel. Yeah, because basically <laughs> what Mike Tirico said, he basically said, like, oh, I work with John, you know, in the booth for, for many years, and, you know, I never heard him say, you know, I don't care. The hell does that mean? Like, Mike, you, you think he's gonna say it to you? <laughs> you know, know what I'm man, saying? Like, there's a price to pay for that, though. I, I, I really think that for black, I think for black people who make it and they do that, I think there's a price to pay. Like, I really do. I think that you, you do ultimately pay a price for not speaking up in those moments. Like, you lay down at night and you feel bad about yourself, bro. Like, I don't, I don't give, a, I don't care what you tell me. 
I don't care what you tell me. You know, you're sleeping with those millions. Your kids are going to private school and all that stuff. I get it. You, you, there's a price to pay for that. Like, it's a, a price from your conscience, bro, because there's not enough people saying, the, there's not enough people talking that real out there anyways, as it is, as yeah. it is. So when you don't do it and you are a person of color. When millions of people are watching and you have the platform to do it and you don't. Come on. To light that man up for what he deserves it. And it's it's not just about excoriating John Gruden. It's about calling out the truth that this is not just a John Gruden problem. This is an NFL problem. This is a society problem. It's everywhere. And and it's a world problem. And let's keep it even more specific. This is a problem that's still going on in America. And the thing why I pointed that out, though, that they do not keep it a stack and that they beat around the bush and they take the soft takes. They don't do that when the shoe is on the other foot. Mm-hmm. You'll see the white analysts hop on with the Mike Vick situation. You'll oh, see the boy. Hop, they will dog a black boy. athlete. All right, ain't they ready to dog Kyrie too for the anti-vax stance? You ready to make him the face of being anti-vax? On the other side, the white analysts have no problem calling Kyrie, getting on Kyrie. I don't be seeing that as a problem. Black analysts, they have no, there's no soft takes with there's that. There's no soft, there's no soft, yeah. The, yeah, right, right. The, the black analysts like Stephen A. Smith will have no problem jumping on, jumping down on Kyrie and all that stuff. But when John Gruden comes to John Gruden or a white man who's some crazy stuff, it's, it's not the same energy, even from the black, even from our, even from our fellow black people out here. It's crazy out here, bro, being black. It's crazy. It's wild. Wild as wild, man. Wait crazy on Mike Vick, how do you want crazy on Adrian Peterson yep. and how his choice, we're going to talk about my choice, his choice on how he reprimanded his kid, whether you view it as wrong or not, the way that they covered the story, the way that they were, the things that they were saying and how terrible Adrian Peterson was, oh my gosh, should he be in the NFL anymore? That same energy is not relayed when we see anti-vax Cole Beasley, that same energy is not towards him that is towards Kyrie nowhere near it nope nope so I find it I just find it interesting you feel me yeah yeah I can take the safe take I don't expect anything less from producers choosing not to put white people to talk about this but my black folk I'm talking to y'all how can y'all have the energy and y'all can have the audacity and y'all can have such eloquency and such harsh takes when it comes to black athletes messing up that you don't have the same when it's athletes of any other race. You know what they need to do? ESPN need to call Jamil Hill, get her back, (laughs) and Michael Smith, and get him back. (laughs) You know, they let let them go. They let them go because they were too black. They not going to have Jamil Hill. Yeah, of course. Jamil Hill going to keep it back. Jamal wrote a great great article in The Athletic about this. Great article. It was a scathing article about all this. Today? uh, It was a couple days ago. I had to play the delay. I have to share it uh, with you guys. But it's, and listen, it's not many, it's not many truth tellers out there. I, I, you know, I, I I get, (laughs) I get the fear on maybe the angle, the angle we took to start this out where we said, hey, they didn't do anything until they offended white people. Right or a community that had some white people in it, in the LGBTQ community, that, that's, that's not a, I don't think that's a crazy take. I don't think that's an offensive take. I don't think that anyone should assume that I don't su- support the struggle that, that gay people, that, that trans people, that they all go through. 
Okay, I don't, they want you to assume that because I said that. It's just me pointing out a fact. We are at the bottom of the totem pole. And this ain't the struggle Olympics. I'm not playing that game where I'm saying, oh, my struggle's worse than yours. You think I take pride in saying that? Like, no. <laughs> like, I don't take any pride in saying that I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. It's just true. We all know it. So it's, it's, it's the fact that no one did that, the fact that not, I didn't see a Black person come on TV and say that at all, make that point, besides Dave Chappelle, who was, who was getting <laughs> – who was who's getting torn apart right now and and he he said some other things said some other things in that in that special that 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 could lead to some trouble so and he and he knew that but it's all part of his point all right like we are always ready to tear the black man down it takes it doesn't take any time at all it doesn't take any time at all it take, it can be the smallest fraction of a thing when 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 a black person is down we are going to kick them and that is where if we're going to let Lucas back to Kyrie full circle yeah man like <laughs> look I'm not beating up on Kyrie for any other reason than the fact that I think he's just being a selfish man, like selfish guy. But Kyrie's not a bad person. Kyrie's a good dude. Kyrie's a good dude. His heart's in the right place. He was emotional yesterday on that call. I can hear it. I felt bad for him because I can tell how much it was tearing him all apart. I, I don't, I don't hate Kyrie. I, 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 I support Kyrie. I want, I want the best for Kyrie, but right now he's being selfish. Okay. Right now he's being selfish, being immature, no way around it, but I ain't here to, I'm not here to partake in this, Narrative where you're going to make Kyrie the face anti-vax. You're going to put pit Kyrie against Colin Kaepernick like they're doing in the Republican side right now. Don't do not do that. Don't do that because ain't nobody co-signing that. No one's co-signing that. Kyrie is a good dude. You just, look, he's young. He's learning in the public eye. That's not easy. He said that and he's right about that much. It's not easy what he's doing. So I, I, I will give him that. I think that sums it up. I mean, Y'all watch this, whatever, y'all view it. Hey, if y'all want to cancel Bench Mod, y'all can go ahead and try. Please, <laughs> do, please do share this on the shade room. It's just free publicity for us. Y'all can misconstrue and try to do it however y'all want to do it. It don't make me no never mind. I'm going to sleep great. I got a nice king size, California king size bed with a beautiful wife. I'm good regardless. So I'll take it. Y'all take it. So you feel me? Peace and love, like Kyrie said. Um, I answered a guy anyway, so I don't really hey, listen, listen. I don't this, people should listen to the whole pod. People should listen to the whole pod. Listen, I don't want parts out. I answered a guy anyway, so at the end of the day, <laughs> people that know me know my heart. God right. knows my heart. God know where I'm at. God know what I'm doing. God know I'm trying to be the best person possible. So y'all do what y'all want to do, but y'all can't cancel this. You can't cancel us at all. If you try to, I'm telling you now, thank you, because you will probably grow our followers. And there will be people that really rock with us will follow. And if you don't rock with us after seeing this, you know, it was a great, it was a great run, man. We had a great run, went to a couple championships together. Appreciate y'all being a part of this run. Uh, if y'all want to hop back on the train when we blow up, please do. We'll accept all of y'all back. <laughs> but if you ain't ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. Peace.